Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zazlo Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zazlo Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 8th of March. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast. Always appreciate everybody who hangs out with us. However you're listening, be it on Apple or Spotify or Amazon or Google or iHeart. I can't list them all. I'll be here all day. Nobody wants to hear that. But however you're listening to the show, make sure you like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff. Got a fun show planned today. I'm in a great mood. I mean, last night, you had a great Panther win. We'll get to that coming up. We're going to do a lot of NFL today. Franchise tags yesterday. Moving and shaking. Teams coming out saying they don't want. Not they do want. They don't want Lamar Jackson. What does that mean? We'll get to all of that. A little bit of Dolphin news as well. And, and 
And I I surprised myself earlier today. I'll get to that in a second here. Of course, got to remind everybody, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is brought to us by our friends. And they're our friends because they help all of us when we're in need. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733 if you're involved in an accident. No matter what kind, boating, bicycle, motorcycle, automobile, if you're dealing with a personal injury, you got to get an attorney on the phone right away. Call 911 first. Make sure everybody's okay. And then you get an attorney on the phone immediately when you call Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3733. So, first thing I got to tell, I... I I, I, I always bring this up every time it's on television, but it's because, I don't know, it never gets old for me. So last night, Panther game's over, so we're talking, it's around, you know, around 10 o'clock or what have you, 9.30, 10 o'clock. I'm scrolling around the channels, what do I want to watch? And what do I come across? I come across a movie I stop on every single time. The Fugitive. That's right, The Fugitive, Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. <coughs> Gotta figure... It's Tommy Lee Jones, U.S. Marshal Sam Gerard. It's got to be Tommy Lee Jones' greatest performance, right? It's Fugitive. You can always hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter, at Zaslow J on Instagram where I'm an influencer. It's the Fugitive Tommy Lee Jones' greatest performance? I think it is. I stop on the Fugitive every single time. It's, it's the most rewatchable movie there is to me. Everybody has that movie that they stop on no matter what, no matter what scene it's on. I stop on The Fugitive. I'll watch the rest of the movie. Whatever else is going on, whatever else I'm doing, I'll stop on it every single time. What movie is that for you? I the fu- I can't get enough of The Fugitive. It doesn't matter what scene the movie's in, I'm watching. For me... That's my movie. I'm not saying it's my favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie. I'm not saying it's the best movie. It's not the best movie. But I find it to be the most rewatchable movie. I'll stop on it every single time. I love that movie. I think it's probably Tommy Lee Jones' best performance. U.S. Marshal Sam Gerard. Dr. Richard Kimball. It was the one-armed man. I didn't kill my wife. I, I, I would tend to say, is Tommy Lee Jones the star? Of the Fugitive over Harrison Ford? He might be. Tommy Lee Jones might be the star over Harrison Ford. Nonetheless, that's not so important. I love that movie. The enti- Like, there's no downtime in the movie. The whole movie is fantastic. I stop and watch The Fugitive every single time. The only drawback to watching it last night, it had commercials. I was watching it on, was I watching it on A&E maybe? I was watching it on something like A&E. So it had commercials. That sucks, all right? We love commercials in general because we got to get our sponsors out there. But in the middle of the movie, I'm, I'm, I'm in a tight scene here. So my wife hates that then when the commercial comes up for the movie. But anyway, love The Fugitive. Always stop on The Fugitive. You can hit me up at Zaslow Show, like I said. Another thing I want to bring up. So you guys know I took my, I took my kids, I took my boys to go see a great family movie this weekend called cocaine bear and we loved it it was silly like it was silly and a lot of fun and nothing to not like as long as you take the movie for what it is and i saw there there there's some like there's a little bit of backlash that's out there right now it's like 
Cocaine Bear, do not take your kids. It's not a kid's movie. Well, I mean, the first thing I would say is, I mean, I mean, it's rated R. There's violence. It, there's some scenes that are a little bit gory, like for real. And the title is Cocaine. Cocaine Bear. There's going to be cocaine use by a bear. At least by a bear. Maybe others too, but at the very least by a bear. And spoiler alert, I'll tell you, Zell, the cubs, the, you know, the baby bears, the cubs get into the cocaine as well. It's a family of cocaine bears. That's what ends up happening. But there's been a backlash where don't take your kids. This isn't for kids. We're very open in the Zaslow family. We're a very open. We're very liberal when it comes to this kind of stuff. We're very open. Now, it doesn't mean I'm letting my kids watch anything. I mean, there was a time where when the original Deadpool came out. I, I didn't take my son, my older son at the time. I mean, my younger one was way too young. Didn't take him to see it because we were being urged not to take our kids to go see Deadpool. Now, Deadpool, both of them, matter of fact, are, are like my two boys' favorite movies. They love Deadpool. Super violent, really raunchy, really funny. I mean, he comes out. We're, we're constantly playing the shirt cocking joke in the house. We're pooing it. You know what pooing it is. Shirt cocking, that's when you just wear the t-shirt and you got nothing else underneath. You're shirt cocking it. That's from Deadpool. Like, you know, you're pooing it. Because Winnie the Pooh used to run around with just the shirt. You know what I'm talking about. We love that joke from Deadpool. We're doing that all the time in the Zaslow Mansion. Anyway, that's how we roll. We're very open in this household. So we, we let our kids, for the most part, watch all kinds of movies, TV shows. We're pretty laxed about it. We used to be a little more, uh, uh, I guess, vigilant, if you will. Like, for, for a long time, I wasn't necessarily going to allow my kids to watch The Simpsons. I've told this story before, where, so my younger son, my, my older son, I'm sorry, my older son at the time, he was probably five, yeah, probably five, and we hadn't introduced him to The Simpsons yet. I mean, it's a cartoon, he loves cartoons, loves Thomas the Train, like, if, if he sees The Simpsons, he's going to want to watch The Simpsons, but The Simpsons ain't like Thomas the Train. It's not the same thing. And there was one Sunday evening, you know, it was around like 7.30, whatever, whatever time The Simpsons is on, 8 p.m. And my son turns on the television. Like I said, he was like five years old. My son turns on the television and the TV's on Fox because I was watching NFL, obviously. It's Sunday. TV's on Fox. Turns on the TV, Fox is on. And so The Simpsons is on. And before I was able to like go get the remote, tell him, nah, this is not a kid's show, you know. But, but now he's, he's watching it. It's, it's, on, it, it's only been on for a minute, all right? And it's a cartoon, so he's standing in front of the TV. He's watching. Have you ever seen this cartoon before? And the scene that it was on, it was an itchy and scratchy like scene in The Simpsons. They're watching Itchy and Scratchy. And Itchy is dressed up like Adolf Hitler. And he's in a bulldozer trying to run over Scratchy with the bulldozer, which has a giant swastika logo on it. And he does run over Scratchy, and then there's blood everywhere. And he got a swastika. And he got dressed like Hitler. That was my son's introduction to The Simpsons. So, we used to be, like, pretty relaxed. I- I'm sorry, the opposite. We, we used to be pretty vigilant about what we're going to allow them to watch. And then it got some more like, you know what? We know how to parent our kids. We know what they can and can't watch. And when they see something that's not appropriate, we have a conversation. 
and we keep it moving. So, all right, there's backlash about Cocaine Bear. Don't take your kid to see a movie with cocaine in the title. Unless you're all right with this kind of stuff. Unless you're cool with having a conversation. I will tell you, in the middle of the movie, my younger son, he's 11 right now. You know, I told you the other day when we saw it, that early in the movie, he he said to me, he goes, I I need you to explain some things to me. Because he didn't understand what was happening with, you know, the drugs and, 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 you know, them going into the forest to fetch the rest of the cocaine that was lost. Like, he didn't understand a lot. He wasn't following the story. Because he doesn't know about drugs, really, you know? And I will tell you, though, at one point in the movie, you got the cocaine there, and, and you know, there's, there's some cocaine usage. And, and, spoiler alert, a couple kids try cocaine in the movie. I mean, look, the movie's silly. A couple kids do cocaine. They eat it, actually. They don't know to snort it. A couple kids eat cocaine in the movie. And, and I turn to my son. I go, hey, you know not to do cocaine, right? So there was a moment in the movie where I wanted to make sure that I'm not setting him on a bad path. But if you're upset about Cocaine Bear and kids, don't take your kid to go see Cocaine Bear. Be a responsible parent. Or you take him and you have a conversation like I did and it's all good. There you have it. So, how about this? I wake up today. I'm getting ready for the show. And then all of a sudden, I get a text message from my buddy. And he's asking me, what time do we want to meet at the Hard Rock tonight for the show? And I go to myself, oh shit, that's right. Greta Van Fleet is tonight at Hard Rock Live. I've had these tickets for a few months. Greta Van Fleet tonight at the Hard Rock Live, I totally forgot. If he did not say anything to me, I would not have remembered that I'm going to see Greta Van Fleet tonight. That's a, that's a nice little treat, right? You got a really cool event. You got something fun that you're doing this evening. I totally forgot about it. I haven't spent any time thinking about it. He's saying, you know, what time do you want to get? And I, I roll back, I go, oh shit, I totally forgot. I haven't spent any time thinking about how I want to tackle the the time situation tonight. I'll let you know. So, that's a nice little treat. Wake up in the morning, expect, hey, I'm just doing the show. What am I going to do tonight? What's going on? And what's going on is I'm going to see Greta Van Fleet at the Hard Rock Live. We got tickets right there in the pit. I'm very excited about this. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight. So, I'm looking forward to that. Love not remembering. And now you get a nice little treat. So, there you have it. All right. So, that's a little bit... Of what I got going on here today. So, let's get to what had us in a good mood just to start the day anyway. The Florida Panthers last night won a, a big time performance last night by your favorite little hockey team. Now, I declared them done last week. I think maybe the game after they lost to the Sabres. I declared them done. They're still really up against it. They're still going to have a very difficult time making the postseason. Panthers win last night, and we're going to get to it. We're going to get to the details. Panthers beat the best team in the Western Conference last night, Vegas Knights. 2-1. to Tremendous game. Bobrovsky was incredible in net. He's been one of the best goaltenders in the league since the turn of the calendar. For 2023, so we're talking two-plus months, he's been one of the best goalies in the entire National Hockey League. And that is what it's going to take for them to make the playoffs. 
They're going to need... That's what it's going to take for them to make the playoffs. They're going to need Bobrovsky to stand on his head. And then on top of that, if you're going to do any kind of damage in the playoffs, Bobrovsky is going to need to stand on his head because you're going to face one of the best teams, be it probably Boston in the first round if you make it. The way that you advance in the Stanley Cup Finals is if your goalie carries you. So it would be pretty cool if the way that the Panthers make the playoffs is because of Bobrovsky, who has been obviously the much maligned goalie for the Panthers the last several years. And the way that you win playoff series is by your goalie playing out of this world. That's what you're getting right now, and that's why the Panthers are hanging around trying to make that. That's what it's going to take for them to make the playoffs is that kind of performance you got last night and the kind of performance you've been getting from Bobrovsky really since the start of the 2023 year. So the Panthers win 2-1 last night. They are now, they're still three points back of number two Pittsburgh. They're four points back of number one New York. But no one's in between them anymore. The Panthers jumped Ottawa, Buffalo, and Washington last night. They're only two points ahead of those teams. And two of those teams have two games in hand. But the Panthers have leapfrogged them, at least now for the time being. The Penguins, who are three up on the Panthers, have two games in hand. That's bad. But the Panthers have a game in hand on the Islanders, who are four points ahead of them. But like I said, the good news is the Panthers are... There's no one separating them in the two wildcard teams now. They're ahead of those teams. And Goldie, Steve Goldstein, made a great point last night. Tiebreak situation is regulation wins, right? The Panthers have 32 wins overall this season. Regulation wins is one of the big tiebreakers. The Panthers have 28 regulation wins. Of all those teams I just mentioned there that are fighting for this last playoff spot, or the the two playoff spots, the only one of those teams who has more regulation wins than the Panthers are the Islanders. The Islanders have 29, the Panthers have 28. Penguins, for that matter, 24. Ottawa, 25. Buffalo, 24. Washington, 24. Panthers have 28. That's a big deal. That's an important tiebreak right there. So, they find themselves three points back still. Next up for the Panthers is Friday against Chicago. They're the worst team. The Panthers just beat the best team in the Western Conference. Now you got to take it to the worst team in the Western Conference. No effing around. That's coming up on Friday night, FLA Live Arena. Let's go to last night, though, all right? few minutes, about five minutes into the first period, maybe a little less than five minutes into the first period. The Panthers are dominating this game from the get-go. A couple of odd man rushes the Panthers. That declare chance alone in front. And here they come again. This is Lombard shooting score! Ryan Lombard beats Hill upstairs. You love the celly, you love the hair. And what a huge goal for the Panthers to take the lead, and they deserve yes, it. Yes, Ryan Lomberg there. Ninth goal of the season gets the Panthers on board. Panthers. We're up one nothing after the first period. Into the second period, the Panthers, they get some breathing room. Panthers forwards have to hustle to help out the defense. Cousins, after the loose puck, has a man in front. Duclair to Barkov. He scores! 
And what an effort there by Cousins to get to that puck. Alexander Barkov will finish it off. So the captain gets just his 17th goal of the season. It's a big one. It ended up being the game winner because the Panthers, they would give up a goal in that second period. It's 2-1 after two periods. The Panthers then hold on in the third. Excellent goaltending by Bobrovsky. The Panthers hang on. They took a ton of penalties. They always take a ton of penalties. But the Panthers, they hang on. They win a monster game 2-1. And I told you this, where it is the one positive. It's the only positive of the Panthers being on the cusp here of missing the playoffs. The Panthers haven't gotten off to such a bad start this year. The only positive is every game is so huge now. Every game feels like a playoff game. There are playoff implications every single night on the ice. So last night, I don't know if you're like me, you were on the edge of your couch cushion. You're you're very into the last few minutes of the game. It's a super exciting atmosphere at FLA Live Arena. It's the only positive to what's going on with the Panthers right now is that they, they may wind up missing the playoffs, but it feels like you're in playoff games right now. Every game is so important. And the NBA doesn't give you that. The NBA regular season doesn't play like that. Guys barely try. They don't care. But the Panthers, because of the trouble they got themselves into right now, it feels like a playoff game every single night. So, just a huge win last night for the Panthers. And like I said, back at it on Friday against Chicago. Monster win over Vegas. Monster win. Very, very pleased. So, real quick here. If I can give you a little bit of Dolphins news. You saw yesterday the Dolphins announced uh, a post-June 1 cut. They're going to cut Byron Jones. I I feel weird, like, celebrating. Like, it's going to save them a lot of money. I feel weird celebrating Byron Jones being cut because my first thought is, peace out, good riddance. You know, he didn't play at all this past year. Somebody was lying early in the season, be it him of the severity of the injury or the team telling you they expect him to be ready for regular season week one. Someone was lying, and that set the table for Dolphin fans to be angry when he never actually plays. So there's a part of me that's like, good riddance, get lost. But then it's kind of like, yeah, you know, he told us last week, right, that he can't run and jump anymore. And so I kind of feel bad about that part because now, now I I think he comes off looking silly where he's like bemoaning the injuries and football. And I mean, he, he didn't know. He didn't know that you can play, you play football. It's really dangerous. It's really violent. And there are injuries. He, he didn't know the risks, apparently, that come along with playing football. Listen, it's not 1960. We're pretty well aware. You, you got it. Like, no one is being kept in the dark anymore. So that part, I thought he looked kind of dumb. I, I thought he looked stupid. But, if, you know, he can't run. He can't jump. I, I, I don't want to celebrate that they're getting rid of him because that, that seems really mean. So, anyway, they're getting rid of Byron Jones. But here's, here's something that I, I, I got to mention here in regards to the Dolphins. So I saw the news yesterday. Mike Pouncey is signing a one-day contract with the Dolphins to retire a Miami Dolphin. Does anyone care? It's a weird one to me because he played seven years here. His last season with the Dolphins was five or six years ago. And to me, 
I, I think he appeared in one playoff game. To me, he represents a period that was an embarrassment for the Dolphins. Like, Mike Pouncey's time, not his fault, he was really good. But Mike Pouncey's time with the Dolphins, they were, it was scandal after scandal and embarrassment after embarrassment, and the team stunk. It's a weird one. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't care about the Dolphins signing Mike Pouncey to a one-day contract and him retiring as a Dolphin. I don't have good memories of Mike Pouncey as a Dolphin. Not his fault. He was good. But I, that was not a good time period as a Dolphin fan. So this, you know, this, uh, I, I guess, gesture, it doesn't mean anything to me. It's weird. So Mike Pouncey, he's going to retire as a Miami Dolphin if that's something that you're interested in. For me, not so much. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Anyway, the, the big news, the Heat, by the way, Heat back in action tonight. I should mention that. The Heat back in action tonight as they have the final two games of this homestand. The Heat are 2-2 two and two on the homestand. Lost the first two games. Sixers, terrible game. Knicks, great game, heartbreaker. And then beat Atlanta twice. Final two games here, very difficult. Really difficult homestand. Continues tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Love against his old team. Now, Kevin Love, of course, he missed the last game. Uh, hip bruise, hip contusion. You had Max Struess who got the start. That means that uh, uh, Caleb Martin, he continues to come off the bench. If, if Love can't go tonight... You, I would expect the same thing because it worked out so well. You coach, you know he doesn't like shaking up the lineup if he doesn't have to. So he wants to bring someone off the bench, plug them into that starter spot so it doesn't screw up the rest of the bench rotation. All right. So I hope that Love is back tonight. I'm not sure what his step... Right now he's listed as questionable. All right. So there you have it. And Kyle Lowry, of course... By the way, Kyle Lowry's out. He's out. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's out tonight. So that's the question mark for tonight is whether or not Love can go. Who cares about Lowry? He can never put on a Heat uniform again, and it wouldn't be fast enough. But tonight and Friday, looking to finish this homestand strong against a very tough Cleveland team who's five games, five losses fewer Miami. They're number four. The Heat are not going to catch them. Even if the Heat won both these games this week, you're still three back. The Heat, and and look, I don't know if the Heat are going to be able to catch number six Brooklyn. I think the Heat's M.O. right now, believe it or not, and it kind of stinks that this is what it's come down to, the Heat are three back in the loss column of Brooklyn. I think the Heat's M.O. right now needs to be stay ahead of Atlanta. Stay in that number seven spot. And I I got news for you. 
I wouldn't mind the Heat playing in a playing game. That could be fun as hell. It, it's it's a it's a one and done. Well, it's not if you're the seven or eight, you have two chances to win one. But you're the seven seed. You got the playing game. It's it's a home playoff game essentially. And as it shapes up right now, you would face Boston in the first round. So seven eight. If you're in the playing spot, you're likely going to face Boston or Milwaukee in the first round. Playing Boston will be fun as hell. You know, Boston right now has lost three in a row. An entire season's worth of of dominating now is going to wind up being forgotten because Milwaukee's distancing themselves as number one in the East. Boston is only a game up on number three, Philadelphia. If you're a Heat fan, you would love to play Philly in the first round. I don't think anyone's afraid of Philly. Boston would be a Look, Boston's a lot better than the Heat this year. Boston would be a lot of fun because I think you could put a real scare into Boston. I'm not against the Heat having to be in the play-in. I think it could be fun to have a play-in, play-off game as the number seven seed, potentially hosting this Hawks team that you just beat twice. And you won the season series three out of four. But anyway, so that's tonight. Heat and Cavaliers and... uh, the Knicks, by the way, had their, if I can tell you real quick what took place in the NBA last night. The Knicks had their, I think it was nine, nine-game win streak snapped at home to Charlotte. That, that's a bad loss. I mean, they won nine in a row, so you feel good, but the, the streak is, is stopped at home to Charlotte. That's a bad job. Dallas ended up getting the rare win at home over Utah with Kyrie and Luka Doncic playing together. Golden State sucks on the road. They lost at Oklahoma City. The Lakers held off a, a John Morantless Memphis team last night. Anthony Davis got smacked in the nose, bleeding everywhere. Pau Gasol, Jersey retirement. We'll get to that. And uh, Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn stayed ahead of Miami by three games in the lost column with last night's win in Houston. Otherwise, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the gist of it. That's what took place in the NBA last night. But the big story, the big news right now. Oh, actually, I, I may as well do this right now, too, since we're talking NBA. Before I get to the NFL, before we get to the Lamar Jackson stuff. So, you know this has been a this has been a debate. This you got to embrace it. You got to embrace debate. This has been a debate. This has been a conversation over the last few weeks on television. First take. And yesterday you got Stephen A. Smith, you got Kendrick Perkins, you got JJ Redick. Now you know I'm not a fan of JJ Redick. I like Goon Time. I like Kendrick Perkins. I'm not a fan of JJ Redick. He's, he's super condescending, whether intentionally, I believe it is, or unintentionally. He belittles those he's talking to. He makes them look stupid. He, try, he, sa- he tries to make them sound stupid, I believe. And I don't, think he's, I don't think he's good for the show. But anyway, not the first time J.J. Redick did this with Christopher Russo. Now he's doing it with Kendrick Perkins to make it out to be... Uh, a, a racist type thing. Now, he made it out that Chris Russo is racist when talking about the older players and the players today. I don't think he's necessarily making Kendrick Perkins out to be racist, but he's saying that it's a false narrative that Kendrick Perkins is creating that the MVP voting is race-driven. So, Perkins has been anti jokic He gave you the comparisons with Russell Westbrook. Everybody busts on Russell Westbrook. Why does Russell Westbrook get all the criticism for stat padding and Nikola Jokic doesn't? Well, 
Because Nikola Djokic's team is in first place. And Nikola Djokic's team literally never loses when he gets a triple-double. Russell Westbrook, when he averaged a triple-double and won the MVP, his team was sixth place. And J.J. Redick here calls out Perkins hard yesterday on first take. I want to say, I want to just say, Stephen, that Stephen A, I, I mean, Stephen A, I mean no offense to you, and I mean no offense to first take, because I think this show is extremely valuable. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are, they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. You ju- not, yes, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, I did yes, not, you did. That I is did exactly not, what you implied, not, Kendrick Perkins. That is exactly what you implied. Secondly, hold on, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. And you're not about to sit up We all know what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied just now. Hold on. I stated the time. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. Okay. Very heated on the set of first take. Low-key, funniest part of that clip is Stephen A. Smith playing moderator. All right, one at a time, one at a time. Low-key, funniest part. But that, I mean, that's what you meant. No, I didn't. That's what you meant. No, I didn't. I mean, very personal. Well, I don't know personal, but it, it, it got a little bit ugly there with those two. Here, here's what I'll say. I don't agree with Perkins because Jokic's team is in first place. But I especially think Perkins' argument, and I think Reddick brought this up, I especially think Perkins' argument is super flawed because Perkins is essentially stat padding. And what I mean by that is, Perkins talks about after 1990, starting in 91, No other league MVP has finished below the top 10 in scoring. And he mentions a couple guys, Nash, Nowitzki. White guys. Canadian, Europe, German, and now you got Jokic, Serbian. White guys though, right? But he's stat padding here. Where, wow, why is he saying from since 1991? That's interesting because in 1987... And in 1989, and in 1990, the cutoff, Magic Johnson won MVP those years. Magic Johnson was like in the low 20s in scoring in the NBA those years. So that's rather convenient that Kendrick Perkins' cutoff for MVPs outside the top 10 in scoring are only white guys he cuts it off after the three out of six years, three out of six years, three out of five years, that Magic Johnson, actually three out of four years, that Magic Johnson won MVP well outside the top ten in scoring. You lose credit, Perk. You lose credibility when you do that. That's really convenient. You lose credibility when you do that, Perk. So, I can't agree with what Perkins is saying here. Do I, do, do I believe that Race, look, I think race plays a role in practically everything in our, in our society, especially in this country. And race obviously can play a role when it comes to the NBA. Certain awards, 
the way we treat certain players, the way we, you know, the way we view their game, the way we talk about certain players. Race certainly plays a part. But this guy, Jokic, is about to go on his third straight MVP. He's having another historic season. His team is in first place. His team wasn't in first place last year or the year before when he won MVP. Now they're even better this season that he's having. So if they're not, if he's having similar seasons when he won MVP in the past, and now his team is even better, how do you not give him the MVP again? I don't think race has anything. to. I, I think race plays a major role in almost everything in our society. I don't think it's why Nikola Jokic is about to win his third consecutive MVP. And like I said, Perk's argument, he stat padded. Perk's, Perk's argument and his credibility take a major hit when we're cutting it off conveniently in 1991, right after Magic, three out of four years, won the MVP outside of the top 10 in scoring. That's a bad job, Perk. That's a bad job out of you. No other way to look at it. All right, before we get to the Lamar Jackson stuff, because there's it's the biggest story in sports right now. There's a lot of stuff to get to there. I think it's obviously super interesting. The Dolphins, though, the Dolphins did say that they are not going to be pursuing him. So I asked David Cantor yesterday, NFL super agent, you know, if if he believes Chris Greer when, when Greer says that Tua is their guy. Yesterday was a pretty positive step toward believing Chris Greer. And now, now granted... They can't go after Lamar Jackson until, like, the moment that the draft ends, actually. it's It seems like a pretty archaic rule because the Dolphins don't have their own first— they don't have a first-round pick, let alone their own first-round pick this coming draft. And if you don't have a first-round pick this draft and the next draft, then you can't negotiate with Lamar Jackson because a trade would cost you your next two first-round picks. That, it's weird because you would think, all right, why does it have to be— the next two first-round picks. Why can't it be just two first-round picks? Why does it have to be your own first-round pick? Why can't it be a, a, a first-round pick that you got from another team? It's I don't know. That seems archaic. But the Dolphins legitimately cannot negotiate with Lamar Jackson until after the draft. All right, we'll get right back to that. But I want to tell you guys about our newest sponsor, Broward Meat and Fish. I've been telling you about Broward Meat and Fish. It is a full-on supermarket. You see the name Broward Meat and Fish as though. You've been telling me about Broward Meat and Fish, but what if I want more than meats and more than fish? That's why I'm sending you to Broward Meat and Fish. If you love good food, you are in for a treat right now. We all want the best quality when we're prepping our next meal. Broward Meat and Fish, your one-stop shop, not just for meat, fish, but produce, full selection of groceries. I did a full shop there this past weekend at the grand opening at the new Margate location. Frozen foods, freshly prepared hot food, deli meats. They'll make you that boar's head sub, wine, cheeses, so much more. That's right. Everything you're looking for is at Broward Meat and Fish. I was there over the weekend at the new Margate location. There's one by me right here, too, in Pembroke Pines. You can go to BrowardMeatAndFish.com. Check out the location nearest you. 
I was there repping John, Johnny Cuba. I was there this weekend repping Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. Broward meat and fish. They got that Johnny Cuba picante sauce with the finest Jamaican peppers. We were doing giveaways there. People were snatching those Johnny Cuba uh, uh, picante sauce, uh, hot sauce. Oh, my God. People loved it. But anyway, Broward meat and fish. I can get everything I need. The butchers, the fishmongers, they're at full-service meat and seafood counters. They're going to prepare your selection exactly the way you want it. Just tell them. They're going to do it for you right there in front of your eyes. You get the perfect cut and the freshest flavor and quality. And here's something that we also love, obviously, about Broward Meat and Fish. They have specialized in serving the Caribbean and Latin community in South Florida for almost 30 years now. So you know they know what we want. They offer all the products that remind us of where we come from. The shelves are stocked with all kinds of international brands. Jamaica, Haiti, Mexico, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, Peru. You're getting the flavor you love at Broward Meat and Fish. BrowardMeatandFish.com. Make sure you find the location nearest you. And like I said, beautiful new location in Margate. Grand opening was this past weekend. Hey, good opportunity as well to tell you about the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. You guys know that's Johnny Cuba. It's, it's a lifestyle brand, Johnny Cuba. European roots, a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack at your local Broward Meat and Fish Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. That's right. I love it when you guys, you send me the pictures of the video. My man Chris sent me a few days ago. Cracked open his first ever Johnny. He was like, Zazlo, this is delicious. This is how I'm spending my Saturday night now. I got a six-pack of Johnny right here. Thank you so much. You don't have to thank me, all right? I love good beer. You love good beer. And that's why I'm setting you up. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Remember, always drink responsibly. Send me a send me a pic or video on, on Instagram. I'm at ZazloJ. I'll post it there in my stories. I love doing that. My man Juan loves seeing that also. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. All right. So let's get to the big story in sports it's on my television right now. Which team needs to pursue Lamar Jackson the most? So teams. So we find out yesterday afternoon, right? Lamar Jackson, franchise tag. It's, it's the franchise tag where he can he can sign it. I think it gets him like $32.5 million next year. There's no way he plays under it. But now he's also allowed to negotiate with other teams. And it's like he's a restricted free agent. If he signs an offer sheet with another team, the Ravens could say, okay, peace out. And then that team has to give the Ravens two first-round picks. Or the Ravens can match it. And then he stays. All right, so the Ravens are in total control. I do think it's an archaic rule how it has to be two first-round picks, not only the next two years, but it has to be your own original first-round pick. And that's why a team like the Dolphins is not even allowed to negotiate with him until after the draft where it may be too late. I mean, the Dolphins already came out and said, we are not going to pursue him. I find it hard to believe if the draft passes, he hasn't signed with anyone, and then he comes to the Dolphins and says, listen, this is what I'm asking for. I'm dropping my price significantly to come pay, play for you. Are, are you still not interested in pursuing? I have a hard time believing the Dolphins would pass. I would let, I'm a two a guy, and I'd like the Dolphins to pursue Lamar Jackson. This, this isn't, you know, it's not the Dolphins going after Aaron Rodgers or the Dolphins going after Garoppolo 
or even the Dolphins going after Derek Carr. It's Lamar Jackson. I'd be totally in on the Dolphins pursuing Lamar Jackson. But it's weird that you got a bunch of teams that are allowed to negotiate with him right now. Dolphins aren't. That are straight up coming out publicly and saying, we're not in the Lamar Jackson business. That part, that part is weird. That part's strange. And it's especially strange that teams are so publicly out on Lamar Jackson, yet had no problem flirting with Deshaun Watson, who seems like he's a scumbag. Lamar Jackson, by all accounts, seems like a great dude. Is it collusion? Maybe. But I think, and, and the collusion comes from the Deshaun Watson contract. We know all the owners are mad at Jimmy Haslam, Brown's owner, for paying that contract because now every quarterback potentially is going to want that or more like Lamar Jackson is doing right now. And teams are angry. Owners are angry with the Browns, with the Haslams for doing that. So did they get together at the owners' meetings? Did they get together a long time ago? And all decided, along with Steve Bashotti, owner of the Ravens, said, we're all going to stand together. We got to cool off the spending here when it comes to the quarterbacks. Do, do not offer Lamar Jackson that Deshaun Watson deal. Is it possible that happened? It's possible. It's, all, it's collusion. Like, that's illegal. It's collusion. But I think there's two things at work here. I think Lamar Jackson is likely being unreasonable. Apparently, he won't... Like, the Ravens offered $250 million with $133 million guaranteed. He wants all $250 guaranteed. I think the Watson contract obviously screwed everything up. And I think Jackson not having an agent is likely complicating things, especially now. We'll get to that in a second. I think it's both. I think the owners have decided we can't allow this. Has it been spoken? I don't know. That would be collusion. I think the owners have decided we can't allow this. And I think Lamar Jackson thinks the Watson deal is the standard now, which it's not. The Watson deal is bullshit. The Watson deal is phony baloney. The Watson deal is a total outlier from a, from a poorly run franchise, Cleveland Browns, that a well-run franchise... I hate the Ravens, but the Ravens are a really well-run franchise. A poorly run franchise does what the Browns did to get Watson. A well-run franchise says, yeah, that contract's bullshit. That's an outlier. We're not paying you that. And I think it's... I think there's a similarity to what happened in the NBA this past offseason with Rudy Gobert. So, Rudy Gobert was traded from Utah to Minnesota for what included five first-round draft picks. Five unprotected first-round draft picks. And that, it was a bad deal then, and now when you see Minnesota stink still, it's, it might be an all-time bad deal. Horrendous deal. But Minnesota did that because that's what Rudy Gobert was worth to them. That doesn't mean he's worth that to everyone. If Rudy Gobert wanted to be traded to the Sixers, the Sixers weren't going to give five first-round picks. They have Joel Embiid. He's not worth that to them. Rudy Gobert was worth five first-round picks to Minnesota. 
That doesn't mean that's his value everywhere around the league. Deshaun Watson was worth $250 million guaranteed to Cleveland. He's not worth that to the other teams. He was worth it to Cleveland because he didn't want to go there. They had to make him an offer he couldn't refuse. So that's what he was worth to Cleveland. Also, going back to Gobert, Kevin Durant. If Kevin Durant's requesting a trade in the offseason, which he was, all right, well, Rudy Gobert just went for five first-round picks. Kevin Durant's a lot better than Rudy Gobert. What's he worth then? If Gobert just went five first-round picks, Durant must be worth 10 first-round picks, even though that's not allowed. You can't trade that many. But Durant must be worth 10 first-round picks. No. Just because Gobert was worth that to Minnesota doesn't mean the next guy, in this case Durant, is worth double or triple that because he's better. That's what he was worth to that team. And similarly here, Deshaun Watson was worth that to Cleveland. Lamar Jackson is a lot better than Deshaun Watson. Maybe not a lot better, but let's just say it for argument's sake. Lamar Jackson is a lot better than Deshaun Watson. He must be worth a billion dollars. No. Watson was worth that to Cleveland. That doesn't mean that Jackson is worth that to everyone else now. It's, it's, it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. Now, here's why not having an agent is a problem now. Was it a problem leading up to this? Maybe, maybe not. But it's a problem now. Because now, Lamar Jackson's agent, his stepmother, is allowed to negotiate with 31 other NFL teams. 31 other NFL teams who she has no relationship with. Why would she have no relation? How does she have no relationship with them? Well, she has one client, her stepson, Lamar Jackson. She hasn't been able to, she's not allowed to talk to any of these other teams while her son is under contract, stepson is under contract with the Ravens. She's talked to the Ravens. She has a relationship with the Ravens. She's never, she has not been allowed to speak with any of these other teams. She has no relationship with these other teams because her only client has always been under contract with the Ravens. So now, she is stepping into an arena that she has zero experience and zero relationships. Now, you could say, hey, he ha- not having an agent up until now, not that big a deal. Now it's a big deal. Now she's stepping into an area where she doesn't know anyone. Do they trust her? Does she trust them? She, she's never, maybe she's never even met these people. She's never talked to them about contracts. Other agents, they have multiple clients. You got relationships with every team. She has no relationship with a team not named Baltimore Ravens because she has one client, her stepson. Now not having an agent is likely a very big problem. Now, Overall, like I said, I think it's probably both. I think there may be some collusion going on here with the owners. But overall, I think it's more about Lamar Jackson being unreasonable. Because if there were collusion, I still believe there would be one owner. One, there'd be one owner 
willing to break rank from the other owners if it meant winning a Super Bowl? Like, are you okay with the other owners hating you and calling you a piece of shit and saying you're dishonest and you stab them in the back if you're holding up the Lombardi trophy? Trophy? Would you be willing to break rank for that? I think so. I believe w- at least one owner would be willing to break rank if it meant winning a Super Bowl. And if that doesn't happen, then it's because presumably Lamar's being unreasonable. We'll see. But I would also make the point Teams were willing to bring in super toxic Deshaun Watson. You got teams publicly saying they are not pursuing Lamar Jackson when you had teams who were pursuing very publicly, including the Dolphins, super toxic Deshaun Watson. Oh, it must be collusion then, Zaslow. No. Watson wasn't being unreasonable in his contract demands. Cleveland was ruled out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And then they came over the top with an offer he could not refuse. Who knows what the, the most guaranteed money offered before it was. Maybe it was like $110, $120 million. Then Cleveland comes in. I know you don't. You already said you're not going to play for us, but what if we offered you $250 million all guaranteed? It's an offer he couldn't refuse. I don't want to play for you, but yeah, that money changes my mind. That's why teams were still pursuing super toxic Deshaun Watson. He wasn't being unreasonable with his contract. And that only goes to my point of, yeah, it's about winning a Super Bowl. You're willing to go after a super toxic player in Deshaun Watson if it means winning a Super Bowl. And it's why I think there's not necessarily collusion going on here. Because I do think that you would have an owner willing to break rank if it meant winning a Super Bowl. But no one is doing that because I think Lamar Jackson may be being unreasonable with his contract demands. Maybe. But I think that's an important distinction to consider. I also think we're overlooking kind of a big detail. So the way it works with the NFL, and maybe with the other sports too, I'm not sure. But the way it works with the NFL, if you guarantee a player a certain amount of money, if it's over a certain amount of money, I think maybe it's over, if it's over 50, five zero million dollars. If you're guaranteeing a player more than 50, I think it is, million dollars in his contract, that money needs to be put in escrow. Meaning you have to prove you can afford that. You can't just guarantee a billion dollars and then, well, where's the money? Or maybe you sell the team and the new owner like doesn't have that kind of money. You have to put the money in escrow. That's part of what pissed off the owners with the Deshaun Watson contract. The Haslam family, one of the wealthiest owners in the league. Maybe the, well, Jerry Jones probably the wealthiest. But other than that, maybe the wealthiest. He was able to put $250 million in escrow for Watson. Most owners don't have that kind of money liquid. Most owners can't just say, all right, here's $250 million. There you go. Most owners don't have that. So he's asking for something that is not physically possible of a lot of owners. They don't have $250 million today to put in escrow. That's just a fact. 
And I think a lot of people are overlooking that, that that's the way this works in the NFL. You have to, you're not paying him that money right now, but you got to put it away in an escrow account. And most owners don't have that liquid. I feel like we're overlooking that, but I, I do think this is a smart play by the Ravens. I do. The Ravens are in total control. If the Ravens don't want to lose Lamar Jackson, they won't lose Lamar Jackson. Go see if someone else is willing to give you what you're asking. We believe no one is. We don't believe anyone will. And, see, they can't let him walk. Let's say someone gives, and they're not going to. He's going to be back with the Ravens. They can't let him walk because you're only getting two first-round picks in return. If you just decided, if he's under contract and you just decided to trade him, you'd probably get like four or five first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. So if you just let him walk, only getting two first-round picks in return, terrible deal for the Ravens. Terrible. And it's why they're never going to let him walk. Bad franchises do what the Browns did. Well-run franchises do what the Ravens are doing here. And a well-run franchise is not going to hold on to a player who they can get four or five first-round picks for and then let him walk for two. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He'll be back in Baltimore. But it sucks if you're a Ravens fan. Because if you're a Ravens fan, you don't care about any of this bullshit. You don't care about the money. It's not your money. What do you care? You just want them to pay him and keep him and win Super Bowls. If you're a Ravens fan, it sucks. So, is there collusion going on? Maybe. I think it's more about Lamar Jackson being unreasonable. And I think we're going to see that now. I don't think any other team's going to give him what he wants. And I think that, I've been saying it forever, I think that Deshaun Watson contract is bullshit. It's not a real contract. Just because that's what Watson, well, it is real, but that just because that's what Watson was worth to Cleveland doesn't mean he was worth that to everyone else. Because he clearly wasn't. He didn't even want to go to Cleveland. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Come on now. Big deal or not a big deal. Every show, as we wrap things up here on a Wednesday, we get you caught up on things that maybe we didn't get to earlier in the show. Last night, big night in the NBA. Pau Gasol, he had his jersey retired. All right, that's cool. You go look at the list of of Laker greats who've had their jersey retired. You got some massive names up there. Jerry West, Will Chamberlain, Kareem, Magic, Kobe, Shaq. James Worthy, and now Pau Gasol. Good for him. How about Jimmy Butler, who played with Pau in Chicago? Jimmy Butler flying out to the West Coast yesterday to be there for his guy, Pau Gasol. Hey, why are you here? Uh, what's this guy's name? Pau? Pau? I'm here for Pau, obviously, man. Congratulations to my brother, Pau. Love you, man. Much deserved home name coming soon. We all know it. Appreciate you for having me, my brother. Love it. He surprised him. He rolled up on Pau and his wife courtside, said hello, and then went up and watched the game. He had his Pau Gasol jersey in the suite. Obviously, I, I guess he flew back after the game. Maybe he flew back in the morning. I don't know. He'll be ready to go tonight as the Heat take on Cleveland. Love it. That's a big deal. Great. So- and I like that the Heat allow him to do that. The Heat are good about stuff like that. You remember years ago when Zydrunas Ogowskis had his jersey retired in Cleveland? The team allowed uh, LeBron and Coach Rothstein to fly in there away from the team and go be there for the ceremony. Very, very cool. Big deal or not a big deal. So the New York Jets, they flew to go meet with Aaron Rodgers. They're all in on Rodgers. They want Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you may remember this interesting wrinkle. Aaron Rodgers, you may remember, remember, 
you may remember, he's anti-vax. And that's, look, that's his prerogative. You're allowed to be stupid. But how about Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, is the heir to the Johnson & Johnson fortune? That's that's their business. That's their family business. I'm going to go big deal. That seems like there may be a conflict of interest there with Aaron Rodgers. Big deal or not a big deal. So I get a message yesterday from my cousin up in Montreal. He's 17, 16 or 17, I think it is. And big basketball fan. Raptors fan. The Raptors are like Canada's team. They're the only team there. Big Raptors fan. Sends me a big big Kyle Lowry fan. Oh, worst. Sends me a video of a Raptor. He sends me a link on Instagram of a Raptors reporter, a Raptors beat guy who made like a video, like a TikTok video or what have you, about how Heat fans are crazy with their hatred for Kyle Lowry. And he plays the clip of me on the Levitard show saying Kyle Lowry, my least favorite Heat player of all time, which of course is true. So shout out to the reporter. I love it that you used my clip there. And yes, I'm I'm repping Heat fans here. I'm repping 305. Kyle Lowry, least likable Heat player of all time. By the way, he's out again tonight to nobody's surprise. Kyle Lowry, Heat Cavaliers. Shout out there to my cousin as well, my cousin Sam, for sending that to me. He loves Kyle Lowry, loves the Raptors. Asked me to take it easy on Kyle Lowry a little bit because he's 37 years old. Listen, uh, they, they, you can't sign a $90 million contract wearing a ski mask, all right? He's stealing money. I don't care what his age is. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So how about this? I got one more for you. AEW Dynamite tonight, 8 p.m. on TBS. AW Revolution was this past weekend. Great show. Make sure you catch up on the most recent episode, Zaslow Show 2.0. It's still real to me. As we did an AW Revolution recap show on Monday night. Go check that out. It's not dated. It's evergreen. You can go listen to that. Wardlow won the TNT Championship. And between then and now, his rental car was broken into. His bag with all of his ring gear was stolen, including the TNT Championship. So, some piece of shit is out there right now. Some thief is out there right now. Not Kyle Lowry, a different thief. Some thief is out there with Wardlow's TNT Championship belt. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Hate to hear that. Might be bad news for Powerhouse Hobbs tonight. Wardlow's going to take it out on him. They're fighting for the uh, now missing AW TNT Championship. That's tonight. That's a big deal. And finally, finally, one more for you. Tonight... Hard Rock Live, your boy's going to see Greta Van Fleet. I'm very excited to see them. That's a big deal. I know a lot of people bust on Greta Van Fleet. Oh, they're they're a Led Zeppelin ripoff. They sound just like Led Zeppelin. Good. Good. I wish more bands sounded like Led Zeppelin. That's a good thing. The more bands that sound like Led Zeppelin, the better. That's a big deal, Greta Van Fleet tonight. And that is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes. All right, so we got the Heat tonight. Can we start the show tomorrow with the Heat catching a a, a nice home win against the Cavaliers? Is that possible? Panthers are off until Friday. They got Chicago at FLA Live Arena as the season-long seven-game homestand continues. Thanks to everybody who listened today. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff. Thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show today. Excellent work by everybody involved. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means.
Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.